So when you think about why it's important to work on your business is because every single minute that you spend working on tasks that could be delegated, that could be given to someone else, you're not planning, you're not strategizing, and you're not building the best business possible. That's why it's important to work on your business, not in your business. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Garrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith-Austin here, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Did you know today is our 80th episode? 80th? Are you sure? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's somewhere like... 76, Misty. Mm, challenge accepted. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, guys, we're so We're going to have our research team look that up while we're doing this, but we came off of three weeks of powerful women um, kicking butt in their niche and then sharing some amazing stuff with us. We did mindset on finances. We did sales. We did a bit of marketing and some branding. But guess Absolutely. what? I said, guess what? You gotta tell me what. What, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> what we realized when we were having our conversation, guys, was some of us created amazing businesses on the forefront, but it turned out it wasn't. It was an amazing job. And I heard a fun quote. It says, entrepreneurs will work 100 hours a week not to work 40. Yep. that's crazy (laughs) that is absolutely crazy so when I think about that Misty one thing I think about is when we started that last series for Women's History Month and again we celebrate all those women that came to the show we want to thank our special guest Donna Campbell we want to thank Darlene Harley as well as Dawn Sneed and were they all D's look at that they were all D's we deed it (laughs) we deed up we deed up So with that, though, the thing we thought about, our whole concept was to springboard your business to success, to really help you think about how to outsell, outthink, outmarket, and outperform in the marketplace. But as Misty said, so often we create these businesses, but in the end, we are creating a job. (laughs) So today's show is going to be all about, is your business set up for success? That's the question. And I know you might want to answer that quickly, but today's show, we're going to talk about that. We're going to help you identify whether you are or not set up for success. And then next week, we're going to come back and give you some tools to help you set it up for success. Misty, are you ready to get this thing started? I have a fun question. I got it off of a book, The E-Myth. And the question is, if you just left town for two months in your business, what would you come back to? Mm. a parking lot or more money that's awesome that's a first test if you can't leave your business and make money you don't own a business 
you have a job. And I know all of you who stepped out into entrepreneurship didn't go into it to create another job. Mm. Now we know on the front end, there's some work that we have to do to set it up, right? To set it up, to ensure that we're ready to perform. So there are going to be more time hours spent on the front end. But once you've got it established, guys, the key is to do the things that you need to do to strategically move it forward and then put people processes in place so that the business can go. Oh so Missy, let's get started on this conversation. <laughs> so let's talk about this. One of the things you may or may not have heard is the concept of working in your business or working on your business. That's a key thing. And we mm -hmm. want to start by differentiating and really sharing with you what that means. Number one, Working in your business is anything that's basically a job. And that's the execution aspect. Yes, Ooh. but also the management of the execution. That's what it is, working in. Now, when we talk about working on your business, however, that is totally strategic. That is your strategy work. Anything strategic, business strategy, marketing strategy, sales strategy, product development, research vision, any decisions that I would call that sit in the C-suite, you know, the individual that we call the chief executive office, the chief financial office, the chief wellness office, whatever you are, those are the things. So the question is, are you working in or are you working on? I want to add, I think you added a very important distinction and, and a lot of people don't get this. And I love my people. We have chiropractors and realtors and people, dentists, they go to school and they get this amazing thing and they maybe take a few weeks of a business course because they're focused on their, um, what they're going to open the business for, right? But sometimes people don't understand that even the management of some of the things is not owning your business. That's a role. That's a job in other bigger companies. And if you are managing it, you're still working in your business and you, you nailed that and, and helping people kind of take a step back to be like, oh, even when I'm managing, that's a job managing the things that I do is not working on my business. So that's a great distinction. And then helping that really see is what does a C-suite look like? Because that's working on your business is those decisions made in the C-suite of the vision of where it's going and how we're going to get there and laying that out and then doing some of those steps to get help to get there. Absolutely. Great you know, point. it's so funny, Misty. When, when I think about who I am as a person, I am a visionary and that, that visionary person <laughs> that I am, I always look for people that can implement the vision. I see the big picture. I see the 30,000 foot view and I'm not the person that get, has, that needs to be in the trenches because one, it's a waste of my time. Two, I'm not going to put it, the implementation aspects in place as much as someone who had that natural gift and skill set. So I need to stay in my lane to ensure that my business thrive because that's where I belong. I'm the vision. And if you have people that are not working in their zones, you're going to find your business is challenging. And if you are visionary and you're in the weeds, you are the bottleneck. You're <laughs> bottleneck. And I, and I love that. I think you nailed it. It's even staying in your lane and the thing like if I'm the visionary and I'm not the great artist and it takes me two hours to create the pamphlet but someone who's a gift of art can do it in 10 minutes, who's really wasting time. Right. 
that that's two hours I could have been doing some of the specific things I could do instead of moving things and colors and that's someone else's gift and the crappy part is I could spend two hours on something and someone else in 10 minutes can look extremely way better like they spent weeks on it that's right that's right and and you know when you recognize that and really start positioning yourself for success your business will thrive your business will thrive I know that I have in the past because I've opened and started many businesses, I have sat in the position of working on, working in, working around, being in every <laughs> position. And I've learned that, you know what, that's not where I thrive and that's not where the business is going to thrive. And I'll tell you, when you set yourself up for, for in that position, you can't go away for two weeks because you're the everything. Mm. You're the everything. So when you think that. about why it's important to work on your business is because every single minute that you spend working on tasks that could be delegated, that could be given to someone else, you're not planning, you're not strategizing, and you're not building the best business possible. That's why it's important to work on your business, not in your business. You're in charge, leader, CEO, owner of the big picture, not the minutia. What, um, what do you think some people get stuck in minutia? What are some of the things that you've seen when you've coached? Like they, they really just are hard pressed and they're wasting time. You know, it could be delegated. You, you know, and I'm going to tell you, you, you said some of the things like creating the pamphlets and brochures and making sure the lines fall, come together. And I think part of that is number one, a control issue. You know, mm -hmm. I need to be in control. I need to see everything. No one's going to do it like I can. It's a perfectionism Ooh. issue. And that's a problem. And, you know, and I've struggled. I'm telling you, I am coming not as someone just preaching, but someone who's lived in this zone for many years, recognizing that my detail orientation, my meticulous nature cost me time and money. And it wasn't until I got smart enough to say, hey, who can I hire? Who can I bring in that can take this thing and do it? Now, they may not do it like I do it. And that's the thing that I had to push off. It's not about me. It's about building a better box, building a better product for my client that I am marketing or targeting. And when I put me as the only person in the seat, I'm doing a disservice to the world and to the prospects. I love it. And you nailed it. The two, why do we go into business? to create more time and make more money. That's right. And if that's what we're spending on the business, then we're almost doing ourselves a disturbance. We might as well just go get a job. Mm -hmm. Now that jobs are bad, just saying, but there's, like you said, there's that entrepreneurial spirit where it's, I know what I want, but sometimes we get just caught up in the small details of it instead of staying in our lane. Absolutely. And I love that. And there's people out there who don't have the vision who are very stuck on the details that they can't see past the details. So it's that synergy of having a vision that the person who's so detailed orientated can get the company to. That's right. And that was my, I was just getting ready to hit that point, you know, and a lot of times I've heard the question of, is everyone built to be an entrepreneur? What do you think, Misty? I think yes, but in their own right. They're built to it, but if they don't want it, um, I was blown away by people who are very happy checking in, doing what they do, and then going home 
and being just home for the night and, and not having that, um, I don't want to say worry, but that constant thought, like when you have a business, you have a baby, right? And when you, right. and depending on where it is in its infancy or it's teenagers are always some sort of connection to it and thinking about it and others really enjoy clocking in and out. So I think we can, if we focus on it, it's like a skill, but if it's something you don't want to develop, then no. Absolutely. And you know, and that's the thing. I think so many people may have skills, they may have talent, but some people have no desire to step into this space. And when Ooh, you recognize that the role of entrepreneur, the role of working in a business versus on a business, that's a different skill set. So when you're thinking about the visionary, that person, if you're detail oriented, does that mean you cannot run a business? No, Misty said it. And it's really just getting aligned and really figuring out if it's not me with the vision, who do I bring in? Who do I team up with? How do I delegate some of these responsibilities so that I can move into the space to work on the things that I love? I know people who love teetering with little things have amazing visions about their teetering process, but it's not the vision of building a business. I think the book, The E-Myth, really breaks it down and shares some good nuggets on thinking about where you are in your business. And if you're positioning yourself to really truly be an entrepreneur or you're positioning yourself to be an employee. I love the, the McDonald's story, right? So Ray Kroc was never selling a burger. When he nailed what that franchise was and, and kind of almost invented it in the sense of this is the business is the business created the manual and made people go to school before they could buy one. And the clause in the contract is if you don't run it this way, I will take it back because it's so important of how it's ran is someone still had to write that book. And there's managers that have to read it and implement it. And that love that part of it. And then if you put uh, any, anyone else like a visionary in that managerial part, we might be the best to ensure that those things are happening because we want the bigger vision of what could it, what's the possibility of it. So sometimes I think people just get lost in others' lanes if they think they have to do everything. If you are the sole owner of a company and you're not in groups and you're not going to different things and you're not maybe even delegating some of the accounting out or some of the marketing out, you're going to work a 200 hours a week not bringing the amount of money you need and you're, you're going to cost time with family or doing the things that you really love. So it's almost a getting lost in the business. And if you're only working in your business and not on your business, your business is you, not you, you're lost. And it really is taking those steps to be able to, what is your, uh, what is your vision and what is your exit? And when I first entered this entrepreneurial world, I never had the concept of enter your business, already knowing your exit. That was mind blowing until you were telling me about that. You always have to have an exit strategy. You know, nothing lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> nothing lasts forever. There's an end point and there's an out point. And, and that's so important. And which makes me think about businesses and how they position themselves when they're not set up for success. One of the things that we find that so many businesses fail and the reason they fail is, is because the owners either don't have enough information about finance, about marketing, about management, about operations. They don't. And those things are easy enough to learn, but they spend their time and energy tiddling with the little thing over here, tiddling with the little thing over there. 
And you know, the greatest business people that I've ever met or ever seen, they get it right, no matter what the cost is. And like you said, getting that education you need. And I think with today's technology, mm. today's technology has blown my mind and showed me that anyone can start a business. Anyone could make six figures, could make, no, seven figures in a short period of time. I watched it, Misty. We've seen it through the pandemic. We've seen it. <laughs> we've seen it through the pandemic. You go on Instagram today, people six months ago were at zero dollars and zero cents. And today they're they're netting over a million dollars. Now they may not know how to manage it, but they know <laughs> how to make it happen. And it's managing, managing, mm, marketing, yes. And so those are things that we That's have a whole to other episode. What's that? Once you make it not losing it, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Because people are genius. And I'll tell you, you can have the best box on the world, but if you don't know how to market that box, no one will ever see it and no one will ever receive it. And if you mm. don't know how to manage it, guess what? You won't have it for long. <laughs> Would you agree? It's scary and exciting. It is. It is. It's definitely, I tell you, entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart. <laughs> you know, we have a saying in mental health and it's, it's when you know, when you know better, you do better. Absolutely. So I think it's the same thing in business. It's just about knowing, knowing better to do better. That's right. So if you're in a place where you've, you've done a little self-evaluation and you're thinking, maybe I am working in my business. Again, working in your business, I want to state this, is when you get bogged down in the simple details that your employees or someone else could be working on, you're not being an effective leader. If you find yourself in that position today, we have some tips that are going to help you transition and really start working on your business. Misty, what do we have? I'm going to steal your number one uh, because I utilize it and it's schedule time weekly, non-negotiable time into your week. Like if you're having a meeting with your most highest paying client, because it is having a meeting with your most highest paying client, which is your mind, your strategies, your vision, your mission, and your reconnection to where you're taking this thing. So what would you recommend? How many um, hours a week do you schedule? Well, you know, I, there's two approaches to this and there's, they really amount to one. Number one, I have a dedicated day. Fridays are Ooh. the day that I say, you know what, this is my strategy. This is my dreaming. This is my building, my creating day. That's what I do. However, I also try to schedule about an hour. If I can do more, more in the day. Now, because I am an idea maniac, my brain is always going. Anytime something pops off into my brain, I'm going to toss it into my note system that we talked about before in our ideas to income uh, series. But I want you to think about that. Your brain has to have dedicated time to strategize, to create vision. Because if you don't, you're again, working, you're just working on the small details. And that's critical to schedule that time and protect it. I call it protected time so that no one else can get in and you don't allow people to schedule in that time. As Misty said, it's non-negotiable. The more money you're making and the higher level you are, the more time people dedicated to it. It's crazy. I see busy people being like, I can't squeeze an hour in. I see multimillionaires have the entire day. So 
I don't know. That's just going to take that. I like results. And the result is the more time you put into your strategy, the more money you're going to make. And if you can't find time for it, the more you need it. Yeah. You know, Missy, and I want to give, if I can give an example, something you and I just talked about the other day, we have this amazing software tool that we have and it's, it's easy for us. You're telling on us. I know we have amazing tool that we have, but it's easy to just keep working, keep working, keep working and not take the time to learn the tool. And so this week we had a discussion and I, I know for me, I should be going to sleep, but a lot of times I'll turn on the training just so I can ingest that information so I can put it to use. And that's something that you have to do. If it means, you know, right at your bedtime, preferably you're shutting down, but if you're spending some dedicated time, I'll run and look at my computer while I'm running. Let's go, getting that training in. It's in my brain. I'm an auditory, I'm a visual, I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I'm using all systems. I'm moving while I'm learning and that's gonna help me then implement. So you definitely have to have that dedicated time and a strategy to put it into play. I love that. And you, you nailed something else that we might get into in the next episode, but use of the magic word of a system. <laughs> What's number two? Number two is taking the time to track your activities. I love Ooh. this. This is what I'm considering an audit, a time audit. You're Ooh. going to take the next two weeks and do a time audit. Where are you spending your time? Because here's the truth. You can improve what you don't measure. So you have to take the time to measure your time. What, what am I doing? Oh, I just spent 30 minutes surfing on the internet for a, a mug or, you know, something totally unrelated. If it's in yeah, my, my computer, right. <laughs> you have to track that time to determine where you are, where you're bogged down, what you're doing. And that's your time audit. Once you've done that, and, and I'm going to give you some clues, do that for two weeks consecutively, 14 days, 14 working days to determine where your time is. Once you've set that up, you can then identify, hey, here's what I need to be focused on. Here's what I can delegate. Here's what I can eliminate. Here's what I can automate. You hear that? Mm. Delegate, eliminate, automate. Those things are going to give you freedom in your life. And we've talked about that before we had our special guest, Brian Sutliff, on talking about that. And that's the truth. When you can take some stuff off of your plate, especially the minutia, the things that are bogging you down, that'll, that keep you away from strategizing, you're not going to make progress. So that's your focus, a two-week time audit. How so, about oh, go. I was going to say, number three is identify some of the things that you can automate, delegate, because you have to do your time audit and then you have to highlight the things. The third is do it. Pick one to two. Don't get overwhelmed. Even if you just pick one thing on that list, put it into practice. Automate that one. One of the things you've highlighted five things, automate one. And one here's of the, the truth. Here's the truth, Misty. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but sometimes sitting down to automate one thing takes hours. And I'll tell you why, because that one thing may have multiple processes inside of it. I find so that true. so often. I'll give you an example. Um, I do a fitness calendar, but every time I do the fitness calendar, I have to get the Zoom set up. I don't do it anymore. I have my VA do it. I got to get the Zoom set up. You've got to get the calendar set up for the month. 
And then you've got to get an email set up. So those are three things that can be automated, but it's three steps to, in order to get to that place. And so I think a lot of us will find that. And it's, it's so funny because even bringing on a virtual assistant or a live assistant, guess what? You have to do work. You have to prepare. You got to clean up your stuff. So you're ready to do that. So there's, it's not just hand it off right? You've got to hand it off, but you got to prepare to hand it off. So that's time in itself. But the time that you invest in preparing for the handoff, for the delegation, for the elimination and the automation is worth it. Because once you do it once, hopefully you won't have to revisit it. I want to recap that. A lot of people hand stuff off, get upset that it's not where they want it to be, but they handed too much stuff off or they handed things off that had too much processes with it inside them. The person doesn't do it to expectation and then they get mad to take it back and just do it themselves. So even in the process of what you want to automate or delegate, it really needs that, that time that what do you want it to look like when it's back to you and then training the person and not giving them everything at once, but one thing at a time, they get that. And then you have the next thing and they get that. So that way you'll stay in that process and won't quit when you get something not to your expectations. And you're going to say, this is dumb. I'll do it myself anyway. Just slow it down. If it wasn't working before. Slow it down and start small. I love that. I love that. So basically today you've heard a couple of things. It is not all about working. It's not all about working. So you have to really find that fine line. And I was, I was getting ready to get a real big highlight, but thinking about working in versus working on, it's not about working in the business. Yeah, you have to at times, but it's about working on the business. Mm. That is what's going to bring you true success. And the homework that we just gave you is really critical. We hope that when you come back next week, you've already identified, you started, you're in the middle of your one week time audit. You've identified some things that you can automate, delegate, eliminate right off the top. But the truth is you want to keep going for two solid weeks because some things are mundane. Some things you repeat <laughs> weekly, but some things are every couple of weeks. I have tasks that are only monthly. You want mm -hmm. to spend that time doing that because when you do, you're setting yourself up for success, which Misty next week's show is about what? Doing it, setting yourself up the action steps. So this week we wanted you to be self-aware of it. We wanted you to go, oh crap, do the homework. And then next week be like, okay, guys, now what? And then we have the now what that you could implement to take your business from a job to a franchise. Not that you want a franchise, but it could if you wanted. That's right. I love it. So guys, we're super excited um, to hear from you. Make sure that you check out the show notes and all the details. We're going to refer back to a previous show for you as well. So you're ready to go. But here's the truth. We say it here every single week. There is something out here waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter Inspire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. 
We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.